Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. And I can't get it out of my head. Cause I won't use discretion when I'm talking about obsession. Cause this is what makes me me. And I'm glad that I called ya. I'm talking about nostalgia. And this is where I wanna be. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Welcome back to another episode of the Gimme Podcast. I'm your uh, resident horse girl and host. Um, on this week's episode, we have a very funny comedian who has been in a finalist in the Boston Comedy Festival to clarify the Boston Comedy Festival when it actually meant something um, back in 2019 when it was in person. Uh, we have on the very funny Janet McNamara today. Hi. Hey, Janet. How's it going? Long time no see. I know. It's weird because you're one of the few people I've actually seen in person. And now I'm like, oh, I got to Zoom this because I don't know any other way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I wouldn't have let you in my house anyway, so it's okay. Why? Because I'm, I'm at war with your cat or for some other reason? Yeah, because you talk shit about my cat. I didn't talk shit about your cat. I just said that orange cat, you should have notified me that that was his safe space. You accused Orange Cat of assaulting you. Orange Cat tried to bite me. That is assault. Okay, but you also tried to touch Orange Cat without explicit, like, without consent. <laughs> this is fair. Okay, I'm digging myself into a hole with our cat listeners. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Orange Cat did not give consent for you to pet him in his safe space. I didn't know it was a safe space. But even without that, he still didn't give you consent to pet him. Uh, fine. I, I can't win with with cats anyway. Yeah. You've cat, been... Orange cat might make an appearance. So we'll okay. See. We'll see. Um, I feel like Little Head will show up. By uh, the way... Uh, right there and Orange Cat's right there. By the way, to our listeners, um, Janet has two cats. Their names are Orange Cat because Orange Cat is orange and Little Head because Little Head has a small head. <laughs> Okay, so Janet, I brought you onto the podcast to talk about your obsession, which originally you didn't want to talk about until like a month ago when you're like, oh, there's some weird conspiracies going on. <laughs> so you were really into Hanson and you, I mean, are you still into Hanson? No. Okay. I'm but done. you were like a super fan. Yes. But I, I didn't start, they came out um when i was 15 okay so I, didn't, I didn't know if that counted as a childhood obsession because my childhood was only 15 18 it's like a loose term i've had people on that i, I mean jonathan tilson didn't even have any obsessions to be honest so <laughs> he was like i liked basketball i was like okay so did every other man in his early 20s i don't know what to tell you but you okay so but with hansen you got really into it because you've been to like a lot of concerts, haven't you? Probably, ugh, probably somewhere between probably 25 and 30 concerts. See, that's an obsession. Oh, I admit I'm obsessed. I would just say my most of my obsession was in my 20s. Okay. So how did you get introduced to Hanson when you were like 15? Well, April 15th, 1997 is when Umbop was released uh, on the radio as their single. 
You um, know the exact date that, that single was released? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then okay. May 6th is when the actual album came out. And I didn't buy the album until probably like June or July that year. Okay. And then it was just, a, it's still probably one of the best albums ever recorded, uh, to be honest. Is that album, what's the title of that album? Middle of Nowhere. Middle of Nowhere. Okay. Uh, it's their third album, actually. They released, they they had two in, it was their first like major um, record label um, album. We, okay. But obviously Mercury Records. Uh, and then before that, they had two albums uh, that they independently released in 94 and 95 called, um, I might be wrong on those, it might be 94 and 96, uh, called Boomerang. And then the second one was called Umbop. Wait, but Umbop was on their third album? And you know, it's tricky. So uh, the one that um, Mercury Records put out had like probably four or five songs that were on boomerang and ah. so that third album wasn't really a full album it was more of a compilation of the first two out al- it was like a sampling actually i don't think it had anything from um boomerang on it but it had like four or five songs from uh Umbop on it um okay and then the rest were but they were all remastered like um the Umbop version of Umbop that was on the album Umbop. Um, <laughs> How many times can we say Umbop on this podcast? <laughs> that version is like it's like a slower version that has like a do 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 do. Oh, okay. It's a it's a different. Um, there's a different rhythm to the song. So like they were it, the one that they did in 1997. You know, it was professional producers, so it just sounds better. Yeah. As opposed to like you know a small little studio in Tulsa that they were paying for by the hour. But you went, it sounds like you've gone back and listened to their, their like independent released albums as well. Yeah, they, well, they released in 1998, um, they released um, an album called um, Three Car Garage, which was a compilation of the originals from Boomerang and Umbop. So, it's, it's very confusing. So it was like, it had like the Umbop version of Umbop on it. It sounds like they've only released two albums, Janet. As of 1997, they only released two albums. But then you're such a jerk. Um, because in 2001, uh, they released uh, their second studio album this time around. Okay. Uh, which was on Def Jam Records. Oh, wow. And then in... Then they didn't release another album for another three years in 2005, I want to say. They released an album called Underneath, which they, that's when they started their own record label. Um, Oh, they have their own record label. I didn't even realize that. Around the Underneath time was when I was out of college. So in college, I think I only saw them. I I didn't see them at all in high school. Um, I was supposed to, my, the day of my high school graduation, I was supposed to see him in concert for the first time. Yeah. And my mom's stupid boyfriend at the time. My mom didn't break up with him specifically because he said he had connections to get me Hanson tickets. Oh my and God. And then he was like, they're at Will Call in Rhode Island. So after my high school graduation, I drove down to Rhode Island oh. to see Hanson by myself. And then they weren't at Roll Call. 
There, um, you got down there and there was no ticket? There was supposed to have backstage passes for me um, at Will Call. And then there was no tickets for me. They had no idea what I was talking about. And your mom put off breaking up with this guy so yeah. you could go to this concert. And then, uh, yeah. And then my mom is a great mom. Uh, and then what? I, what wait, no, 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 no. What happened when you got there and there were no tickets? Did you just like cry and go home? No, uh, I scalped them. Okay. Uh, but I was, I thought I was going to have like backstage passes. And you're doing all of this alone. Uh, my brother was with me, but my brother didn't come in. Like my brother drove down to Rhode Island with me and okay. like sat in the car and listened to like WEEI sports radio. <laughs> That's such a like big brother thing. Uh, but I think my, I think if I remember correctly, my brother like it was two tickets that we had backstage pass tickets and my brother was supposed to come with me. So I didn't get attacked backstage at a Hanson concert. Yeah. Uh, and then when the tickets never happened, uh, we scalped a, a ticket, but it was like $70. So my brother was like, fuck it. I'm not going. Um, oh my and, God. Um, and that was your first Hanson concert. That was your first Hanson concert. And it was like, it wasn't a real concert. It was like one of those like uh, radio things that there was like nine, like 50, 10 different acts on like Christine Aguilera was there oh like, it was kind of like the snowball or whatever where they have like yeah, 10 like, different yeah it was like the summer jam kiss one away yeah 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 kind of things so they they played like four songs but it was great uh Taylor was wearing brown pants brown uh leather pants it was great you remember what pants he was wearing <laughs> wait do you have a favorite Hanson brother Taylor by far He's and the only one that isn't a piece of shit. Okay, but like prior to all of the drama, the current drama with Hanson, which we will get to, would your opinion have been different? Yeah. Taylor, no. Taylor, Taylor's always been the And where does Taylor line up in the age? Like, is he, which number child is he? Because there's he's so, the he's the middle one. Okay. So Zach is the youngest and then Taylor, uh, as Emily Wisconsin calls him, Hanson Hanson. Was um, he the one that she thought was a girl? Probably. In that joke she tells? Probably. Yeah. I thought he was a girl, too. Because uh, this was in 1997. You couldn't just Google it. Right. Uh, like, I remember I used to just, like, watch the video trying to figure out. It, like, I knew Isaac was a boy, and I was pretty sure Zach was a boy. But Taylor, I was convinced, was a girl. Well, because Taylor is a, like, it could be a boy or a girl's name, and they all have long hair. Long hair and Taylor also has pretty feminine features. Like, yeah, he has like an oval shaped face. Like, he he's a feminine looking guy. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you went to that concert and then, and then what, I think I saw them. Like there was a couple times in college where I drove like six or seven hours to go see him. Um, and then on my first birthday, I flew to New Orleans, um, and I saw them in New Orleans. Wait, did you go alone? I met a friend there. Okay. Um, so I had a friend that lived in New Orleans. So I, I met her there and she came with me to the concert. And that's when I met them for the first time. I oh, a, wow. I won, the, I won a meet and greet through like the fan club. Um, Wait, are you a part of the fan club? Not anymore, but I was a part of the fan club for 20 years. You were a, a card carrying member of the Hanson fan club? I have four different membership cards. Because oh my god. 
they like we did their membership card four different times so like you get a membership card and then um like you keep that membership card year after year but yeah. every like five years or so they were like hey we have a new design for the hansen club card so yeah. i have four different hansen um hansen fan club cards what does it take to get in the hansen fan club is there like do you have to is there like a fee or you just like sign up and you're just no, it's, early it's access Oh, okay. And too bad. it's never changed. Like it's been $40 a year for 20 years. It was a $40 a year in 1997. I didn't yeah. become a fan club member until probably 2001. Okay. Uh, basically until I got my own credit card. Yeah. Um, because my mom wouldn't let me be one. Um, Wait, your mom wouldn't let you be one because she didn't like Hanson or because she thought it was like dumb or what? Yeah, because she thought it was dumb. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think that that's like a typical parent thing, though. Well, if you think about it, I've spent eight hundred dollars on Hanson member Hanson fan club memberships. Yeah, and that's not that's just the beginning of the iceberg. That's the years, yeah, yeah. So. Um, was the first concert you went to the worst Hanson concert you've ever been to? No, there was one that I went to outside, um, out of college, so probably like. 2005 or 2006 that it was like it was another radio show kind of one um and it was like outside and it was like it was right when um um underneath came out um so actually it must have been 2005 and it was like in the summer they were already touring a lot and it was like one of those radio things was in rhode island um and i like i waited a lot i probably waited in line for six hours wow um, three um but here's the here's the crazy thing. At the time, like this summer, I got really into um, cutting in line at Hanson concerts because <laughs> Hanson fans are insane. And literally to this day, Hanson fan Hanson fans, and I've never done this, but they'll sleep overnight at a concert, like two days. Oh, like night. they get in line and they'll camp out. They'll camp out to get in like the front row, um, and they'll do it like. I, I've seen them do it two days ahead of time, but they'll show up at like 6 a.m. the day before, spend the entire day, camp out, and then spend the entire next day. So for this show, I showed up at 8 or 9 a.m., and I was already like 50th and, in line. And this is like a 9 p like an 8 p.m. concert. Exactly. Um, and I just got so sick of showing up at like 8 a.m., uh, waiting in line all day, and then still like not being that close. So I like, I used to have this thing where it was like, I just like figured out ways to like cut um, in the line. What would you, what were your tactics? Were you like? So, like for this one in particular, I remember uh, there was like, it was like a, one of those barrier things. Okay. Um, like right at the front of the line. And I like, first I like leaned up against the barrier and then I like kind of sat on the barrier. Okay. And, and this is over the course of four hours. And then I swung my legs over the barrier. And then I like stood there. So it was like they were used to seeing me. Uh, and then all of a sudden I was in and I was in that concert. I ended up in like the second row. But like Zach was being a bright, like Zach was in a bad mood. And like just kind of like um, it was like very clear they were in bad moods. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, are they like, do they play? They must have a very similar set list every time you've seen them in concert. Oh my God, you are so ignorant. Um, what, what, what? 
I'm they, sure they, that they have hits they that they have to play. Singles. I know, but like, I'm sure that there are people that want to hear specific singles and go to the concert to hear certain singles. Um, they have similar set lists, but they're, I didn't mean to call you ignorant. Um, we have, we have beef now, Janet. Now <laughs> I have beef with two people. Well, you have beef with me and a cat. Um, <laughs> uh, at, I guess like, they play Umbop at almost every show. Yeah, uh, I've only been to one show where they didn't play Umbop. That's um, surprising. Yeah. Yeah, they play this song called "If Only," which was their second uh, single off of um, this time around. They play that almost every show. Um, but like, they didn't play. I went to a show um, last winter, and they didn't play. Um, actually, no, they didn't play "If Only" at that show. Hmm. So it's like it's weird. They, um, I guess in. 2006 they did have similar um set lists because they only had um four albums at the time three albums at the time um so you can't come up so that's only 36 songs okay so your but your worst experience was when you were camping out i didn't camp out i showed up at 8 a.m and And then you just waited for 12 hours exactly and I was like, I was just kind of tired and irritable by the time the thing started. Um, and then they didn't really come on with a lot of energy. And it was like, it was like, it was fine. Oh, and then this winter I went to a, I hate Christmas music. And I went to their Christmas concert. Okay. Um, and it was like, I don't know why it didn't occur to me beforehand, but it was like 70% Christmas music. Okay. I don't want to be ignorant when I ask this question. <laughs> Do they have a Christmas album? They have two Christmas albums. They have two dedicated Christmas albums. Yeah, one came out in 1998 called Snowed In, and one came out in 2020 called uh, um, Finally It's Christmas. And are they original tracks or are they covers? Like 50-50. 50-50. I can't imagine. Well, see, that's the thing. I would have pieced together if they had Christmas albums out and they had a Christmas concert that it was probably gonna be Christmas music. It did not occur to me. And then like the word, like they had this song called Finally It's Christmas. It goes, finally it's Christmas, finally it's Christmas time. And it's such a bad song. And that was like their opening song of the concert. And I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. Um, uh, and I, I don't know why it didn't occur to me. Uh, and I guess that may have been the beginning of the end because that's the first time I ever went to a show and I wasn't like, okay, I don't like most of these songs. Yeah. Um, And it was because it was Christmas music and I don't like Christmas music. Yeah. Okay, so when you've gone to these concerts, do you usually go with friends who are also fans of Hanson or do you drag along people who don't know anything about Hanson? Usually I go by myself. Okay. Um, I have successfully brought friends once. No, I brought friends to the one that was my 21st birthday. Yeah. Um, I brought a, I brought three friends. Okay. Um, and all three of them got kicked out. <laughs> they For what? Being drunk? Being underage. Underage drinking. Oh. Um, so I had the meet and greet. Um, okay. So I didn't actually sit with them at the concert. So I had the meet and greet. Uh, and I got in early because okay. I got the meet and greet. Um, and then they got in after me. So they were in the back and I was in the front. And oh. Then, and at their second song, they got kicked out for underage drinking. Um, and then one of those friends who was kind of into them as well, 
I saw them in New York with her. Yeah. Um, and that was fun. And then last winter, that Christmas concert, um, a bunch of comics came with me. I think this show. is the one that Emily Ruskowski went to you Emily with. Emily Ruskowski went to, um, Emily, uh, no, Vanessa Myers went to, um, Phoebe Angle, I think, went to, no, Phoebe didn't end up showing, going, um, Chris Post refused, even though we had an extra ticket, and he saw us outside the show. Um, Wait, he saw you outside of the show? And then he refused to come in, even though we had a free ticket for him. Where was this event? Was this at, um, the House of Blues. I remember this, because I think you posted about it, um, that you were, like, trying to find somebody to take the last ticket. I could not see Post at a Hanson concert. No, that's what he said. He said, I can't see myself going to a Hanson concert. He won't even like, I, I can't even picture him like dancing at a wedding, let alone like <laughs> jamming out to Mbop at some Hanson concert. Oh my God. Yeah. But I'm sure Emily was a fan of it because she likes boy bands. She, yeah, she, uh, she was a fan of them. She called him Little Handsome, Hanson, Handsome Hanson, and Big Hanson. <laughs> hey, but I, when I did an episode with her a while ago, we were talking about whether or not Hanson is considered an actual boy band, or if because they're all brothers, they're not considered a boy band. They're not considered a boy band because they write their own songs and, and they play instruments. Is that what defines a boy band? And they don't dance. But I, could a boy band just be like a bunch of young men that are Is in a group boy band together? Just people under the age of 25 that happen to be in a band? Like how Maybe. is Hanson considered a boy band? I always thought that they were like on the bubble. I mean, I guess the boy band is really more created for like the Sinks and Backstreet Boys of the world. But there are people that would argue that like Hanson or the Jonas Brothers are a boy band. They're considered boy bands because their fans are young females. So then right. they consider them boy bands. So if your definition of a boy band is, but then you would say the Beatles are a boy band. If, if that's. That's fair. If, but that one, I wouldn't call them a boy band. band. Then every band would be called a boy band. Exactly. Huh. Therefore, Hanson is not a boy band. Okay, we've defined that Hanson is not a, a boy band. band. Do you think that Hanson has, what, it, what do you think the most underrated song Hanson has is? Oh, they had um, this song called Penny and Me. Okay. Uh, that came out in uh, 2004. That was just an excellent song. Um, and if, if, if that got more airplay, then it would have been a hit. Yeah. But it didn't get a lot of airplay. Huh. Um, mostly because, like, what happened was with that album in particular, um, they were an independent out. Um, independent um record record company so they just didn't have the pr to get things like on the radio and stuff yeah uh, so it's like jonas brothers like even though like they kind of hit their height like they went down they've always had like a big pr firm behind them hansen ever since um 2003 has been independent um so they they they've just everything they've done has just been um so they went independent and created their own label. Is that what you're saying? They created their own label, yeah. And so do they have, they must have other artists underneath them then. No. No. Uh, What's the point of going independent then if you're not getting as much airplay? So they can, well, what happened was 
when they did this time around, um, they went like they they got jerked around a lot by their record label. So they had they were on Mercury Records from middle of nowhere. Yeah, uh, and then they felt like with middle and like they didn't, and then they did this time around, and this time around like like they weren't like they they didn't the record label wasn't really behind them, and then after this time around they sold um, the record label, and then they were on Def Jam Records. And then they spent like years and years trying to come out with their third album and oh. record executives kept saying like, no, the song isn't good enough. No, the song isn't good enough. No, the song. Isn't and then good they split. And okay. then they got right. They got frustrated, split joint, like started their own um, label. That makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Now uh, you've been to like 25 to 30 concerts. Been to 25 to 30 concerts. I've been to Tulsa twice. Okay. And Tulsa is where they have what, like Hanson Fest? Hanson Day, close. Hanson Day. So that is a day in Tulsa, Oklahoma dedicated to Hanson. Yeah. It's the first weekend in May, which okay. is also May 6th, 1997 is when Middle of Nowhere came out. So okay. it, it coincides with uh, the release of Middle of Nowhere. Okay. Um, so that's Hanson Day. Um, and it, they also, they added in... Um, they also have something called Hop Jam that's also that weekend, which Hanson has their own beer label now oh. uh, called the Hanson Brothers Beer Company. Their okay. first beer that they came out with is called Oom Hops. They are really like laying into this bop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't mess around. Yeah. Uh, it's not a very good beer. Um, You've tried it. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, I was very excited about it and I drank half of it. And then I was like, I'm just going to keep the bottle. Um, oh, uh, that's yeah. disappointing, yeah, but not shocking. Um, I got a death glare from <laughs> Janet when I said it wasn't shocking that a... I don't know why I'm upset considering I hate them now. But that's Yeah, you, I'm not even saying anything bad about them. I'm not saying negative them. things. I'm highly disappointed. Um, well, I didn't grow up in the Hanson era, really. Yeah, so I went... I went so they have, um, the first time I went down, they just had Hanson Day. Um, and I went down for the 10 year uh, anniversary of Middle of Nowhere. So I went down in 2007 and they did the Middle of Nowhere album and they um, re-recorded it acoustically. Oh, wow. Um, and then they released a DVD of that recording and the CD, I'm on the DVD. Um, oh. <laughs> yep. I'm You're on the, on the DVD. I'm on the DVD. It's great. Just like um, waving in the crowd or something? No, uh, I'm like I'm like sitting right behind uh, Isaac. So like on some of the shots, you could see me um, sitting there. I, I probably, uh, I show up probably like six or seven times. Oh, wow. Um, where it's like, you could clearly like see me going. That might be a bigger credit than American Idol. It might be. It was my biggest credit to date. Um, I, was, I, I knew at one point I could have told you and I don't know anymore. I'm pretty sure I'm at minute. 116 but at one point i knew every single minute mark that huh. i was seen at that you were seen at i'm almost positive minute 116 is the first time i show up um, and what do they do other than the concert like does the city do any other anything else during hanson day of course it's hanson day not hanson concert i know but like what other activities do they, they have do, going on they, they do panels and stuff they do panels where like Hanson like says like some of the inside secrets and like stories of like their albums and stuff like that. Um, and then they do like, they have a bowling thing where um, you like bowl 
Um, and they come and like keep score and like do that stuff with the bowling. Huh. They have team leaders dinners. Teen um, leaders team dinner. Leaders. So they oh, have team a, okay. They have like a team um like uh street they have a street team and then if you're the leader of a street team, like they have like a dinner for you. Uh and then let's see, what else do they have? They have a bunch of like random stuff. Every year it's like they have a couple of like unique things um that they do. And but with one thing I've never gone to, which they have every year too, which they have this thing called Back to the Island, where they, in Jamaica, they have a resort that for like four days they rent out and they have a series of like seven or eight concerts. They have a Hanson retreat, res- like resort experience in Jamaica. Yeah, every year. Every and year. It sells, and it sells out. Hanson has a pretty big fan the thing is, is that I wouldn't say they have a big fan base, but they have a very loyal fan base that spends a lot of money. I think that's what it is. I think that there are probably a lot of people, I was going to compare it to another band that I discussed on this podcast, but I don't want to bring that band up because I hate them. Um, but they probably have a very loyal fan base who's like committed to traveling places. And they're probably in the age demographic now where they can like afford those trips that's what it is it's like the fans now you don't see the people the same people that um 10 years ago were waiting in line for two days for the concert might not wait in line and stay overnight for two nights in a row but they'll pay 500 dollars to well it's more like three thousand dollars to go to this retreat but they'll yeah. pay 500 dollars to get on a plane and go somewhere yeah uh, uh but i don't think like now um, I didn't go to the one at Christmas time early, so I don't know how early people were going, but I'm sure people camped out for it. Yeah. But it's not as many people, I don't think. But it used to be, I used to show up at like between like 6 and 9 a.m. every time there was a concert, and I would be like 100th in line. Um, and these are all people that are ticket holders. They're just like. Holders, it's where you get in, like how close you are to the stage. Because it's like general admission at the yeah yeah it's general admission so it's how close you get to the stage people will wait 12 hours to just be like to be like in the front to be like six inches and it's like you're not even in the front row unless basically unless you stay overnight you're not going to be in the front row yeah um just to be like within the first 25 feet i've never been that dedicated to anything yeah it just I don't know I, I mean like I had to wake up very early for horse shows like but and I've like had to sleep in cars and stuff like that but like I've never I didn't even go to a concert until I was like 17 so like I I don't know I didn't yeah I'm trying to think I'm thinking to myself like I have a fear of being crushed at a concert so that's probably why I never would have wanted to be in the front row yeah the Hanson concerts are Hanson fans are very um uh interesting people okay so what is the typical Hanson fan they are very into their personal space so part of why it's hard to get close at a Hanson show is if you get within like three feet of a Hanson fan they're like you're too close like give me space oh you're like in their bubble okay you're in their bubble so yeah. it's like people are pretty 
far apart. Like they all, they have like sticks up their ass to a degree. And it makes sense. The reason why they have sticks up their ass is because they're overtired because they were sitting in line for 14 hours. Two, almost two days. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time the concert actually starts, they're all bitches and in bad moods. So sometimes like I kind of stopped it. Like I used to go with my friend, Laura, um, who I met through a mutual friend who was like, we just found out we were Hanson fan, fans. So for a couple of years, probably three or four years, we went to concerts together. Yeah. Um, and we showed up like an hour or two, be- like we showed up like an hour or two before the concert and we ended up in fine places. And it was so much better than when I went before because like I wasn't surrounded with people who were in bad moods. Yeah, because they were like on their feet all day waiting to get a spot to be in the front. Yeah. And then they were probably upset that they weren't closer. And then what happens in concerts too is that you have people that come in late and they snake through the crowd and they yes. end up standing. And then that people would lose their fucking shit. I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, but I don't, I, I can't imagine that Hanson fans are particularly aggressive at the concert. Like you've uh, never witnessed a fight at a, oh, at yeah. a Hanson. Oh. You've witnessed a fight at a Hanson oh, concert? I've witnessed a fight at a Hanson concert. Yeah. Yeah. Between like two women? Oh yeah. When? Um, there was one in Connecticut that I'm thinking of off the top. There was at least four or five fights. Um, they have to, Hanson has like, as much as I say like the bubble, like they've had to stop concerts to be like, everybody take a step back um oh my god like, they'll, they'll, they'll push up um but yeah i've seen um add alcohol and women who are like overtired or just people in alcohol it doesn't yeah. have to be women yeah uh, who are overtired and there's gonna be fighting and the high stakes of hansen the high stakes of hansen yeah the high stakes of a hansen concert and um they're, they're gonna go crazy Okay, so I have to t- ask you, because there's been a shift in your views on Hanson as of recently, right? Yeah. So speaking of the typical Hanson fan. Okay. Conservative. Okay, so a Hanson fan is usually somebody on the political spectrum who is conservative. Yeah, there's a decent amount of Trump supporters. Do you think that that's because of their like where their origins are from or do you think it's just the style of music that attracts that type of person i think without stereotyping i think they're stuck 20 years ago okay so that makes sense yeah so um and i think they're not very smart people like i've had multiple arguments with hansen fans about trump uh and the answer to everything is um i support my president <laughs> are these on like message boards that you've gotten in fights with people or at- yeah, yeah, yeah. okay okay so leading up to recently you so were leading up to recently yes so you kind of see like based on the last like four years you kind of see like oh shit hansen fans are on the wrong side of history okay Okay. This is like starting at the beginning of the elect. Let, let's say 2016 is yeah. what you're saying. Okay. You're gonna see like, oh, Hanson fans are like, and then you know how you have like all these artists are going against Trump and saying like, I don't support Donald Trump. I think he's a bigot. Sure. And, and Hanson, like, if you back up a little while, they had this album 
where like they've had albums called like Shout It Out and all these albums that are like about activism and then like standing up for like rights and like all this stuff like they like went through a period of time where they were like like into like activism and they were like encouraging people to be active and then 2016 rolls around and all of a sudden they don't get into politics uh and then you see their fan base who are some of them are very radical right uh and just reading some of these message boards you're like a lot of these people are on the wrong side of history right now um and hansen has just always been kind of silent with it yeah um and then fast forward to this summer um george floyd was murdered right um um and then and all these celebrities started coming out with black lives matter they started making their instagram black and yeah, the black like, square. Like, like it was like anybody who was anybody who was a celebrity said something about black lives matter right Hansen posted something about the rocket ship launching um on that same day okay um, so everybody's doing black squares and hansen posted about the rocket ship launching yeah, yeah. and then you know hansen fans of color are probably five percent like you might see two black people at a hansen concert that's Maybe. less than five percent huh that's this is like one percent of hand one percent of hansen fans are of color sure and then what was happening was like and you look at like the rocket ship post and then it was it would be like a couple fans that would be like hey we'd really like you to post a black square or like something about george floyd like showing you support like it would mean a lot if you supported us just silence 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 and then um and then like they started getting more and more upset and then and like they were just like this is kind of bullshit they won't say anything um and then what happened was it like got leaked zach the youngest hansen a pinterest that he had from a couple years ago got leaked which was just a pinterest of a bunch of pinned memes that were just like racist transphobic homophobic etc like one Mm -hmm. that was like equating like rosa parks on the bus to like losing gun rights um and then like one that was like you get to choose your gender but i get to like have my gun like all all these like things and like it wasn't just like that he was posting them on his pinterest but he was like also commenting on them and all this stuff oh so it wasn't just like he was reposting them he was actually interacting with these posts exactly so it was like you're not just repost like it's one thing if like oh, you just didn't see it, you retweeted it by accident. But this was, like, an entire Pinterest page of this shit. Yeah. Uh, And then on top of that, like, he was also posting on it. But it was under a pseudonym. It was under, um, it was a Pinterest page that was made for his Airsoft Gun League. So he's in an Airsoft Gun League, and he had, like, a board made under the name of this league. First off, can we talk about how strange it is that an airsoft gun league would even have a Pinterest page. Like, yeah, that's weird. And it's his very weird. His screen name was Commanding Officer, and the reason why people knew his like knew it was him was because he's like he has like used that like screenshots of like he he's a video gamer. Okay. And that is, um, oh, that's his username. That's his username on like um, video games. So huh. people knew it was him. Yeah. And then he admitted it which was dumb. He should have just denied it. Um, well, he should have just like deleted it and then just like been like, it's not there. Yeah. So, so at the same time, it's like, 
they're refusing. And then, and then it was like, so right before this happened, um, they were, they were like, say Black Lives Matter. And Zach was like, I don't think three little words are going to make any difference. I'm not saying it. Um, and then Isaac wrote like, I think racism is wrong. <laughs> and we were like, hot take, buddy. <laughs> These are on their personal pages, it's I'm assuming. Okay. Then Isaac actually, Zach uh, Taylor, who's the good one, actually made his profile black. But then on the actual handsome site, there was nothing. And then the pin just came out and it was like, oh, we had a feeling that they were right wing and like that they didn't actually believe that like black people are marginalized, et cetera. Um, and, and then it was like, oh, now it's completely obvious that at least Zach is. Um, so like, did Zach like see any repercussions for this? Like people started going on his Instagram, whatever they posted and stuff and saying like, Hey, can you explain this? And he basically just started deleting people. They started um, like blocking. And that's when people really started getting angry. Cause like, uh, fans would just be like, Hey, can you explain what's going on? And he would just block them. Yeah. Uh, and like, that was their, like Zach's reaction to stuff. Um, and then they came and then they like they like came out eventually as a band they came out with like something that was like at the very end of it they said like we believe that black lives matter and it was like oh great you finally said it after like this was after, Pinterest came out this was after like the pinterest and all like the deleting and all that other shit came out yeah exactly and then they were like yeah black lives matter um and then that's the, just them scrambling to not lose fans yeah exactly um to just save face on it um, yeah it, it was like i think what it is is that they don't agree politically as a band uh like zach at one point wrote an instagram that was a uh, part of zach's instagram that was like uh i don't think three little words he was like i support the peaceful protests um regarding e like what da, 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 da. and it's like fuck you um hmm. this piece of shit um and then isaac posted so and then fast forward a month they announced it in August that they're going to do a residency at a local um, music venue in Tulsa called Kane's Barroom. So they're going to do three series of uh, concerts um, in the middle of a pandemic. And then a month. Oh, this this was during 2020. This is 2020. Oh George God. Floyd happened in June. Um, and then at the end of may and then at the end of at the beginning of june is when the pinterest came out um and then yeah and then they did concert they announced concerts and then right before the concert started isaac posted a batshit instagram story that was basically saying like hey uh the government can't is wants to cancel our thanksgiving i for one will not comply with what the government wants like basically like implying that like the government there was like some sort of like government conspiracy with covid and like he was going to be strong and not complying and like he like misquoted the bible uh and then the next day posted something that was like um i said what i said but let me add some context and just made it worse and then i didn't really pay i saw all this stuff but i didn't know at the time there was like a back end of the hansen world which I hadn't been that much of a part of um, in the last couple of years. Um, but they started calling it Hanson Gate. Um, oh, like on the back end, like at the, the fan. In, in like 
and like there was like there's a reddit that came out that was like post hansen that was like all fans that like are no longer hansen fans because of pinterest so i didn't know about the pinterest until um vice.com came out with an article that basically just laid out everything i just said so vice did like a timeline of events of what happened basically and then hansen finally for the first time was like acknowledged that like Zach had like refused, like they'd like refused to acknowledge like their like strongest like influences are like black musicians from like the forties. Um, um, why can't I think of their name? I can't think of their names off the top of their head. But if you ask them like what their influences are, it's all black artists from the forties, forties uh, and fifties. And then and like they just and then the Vice article is like the first time they ever like they wrote like you know we're sorry for like this the Pinterest page that came out like wasn't my true feelings like we're sorry if that hurt anybody and it's like fuck you like you're just scrambling now that you know a major publication is picking this up but a month and a half ago whenever somebody asked you for an explanation you deleted it so like you're full of shit it just seems like a lot that's going on and it seems like the band is divided because it doesn't seem it seems like Zach and Isaac are on a different page than Taylor. Honestly, if Taylor came up with a solo project, I'd be all over it. Um, I'd, yeah. be over it. I'd be all over it. But like the other two, specifically Zach, like I just can't be part of. Well, and it also sounds like I, the thing that Isaac did about Thanksgiving, that's kind yeah. of like a weird that's conspiracy it. thing. Yeah, just that's it. And it's like, honestly, their music... Their last album wasn't very good. Uh, it was fine. But when it was, was their last album released? Uh, seven years ago. Oh, so it's been a long time. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So they they came up with an album called Anthem seven years ago, which was fine. There, it was nothing to write home about. Um, and then they came out with like a couple of different, like more like compilations. Like, you know how you were like, you know, in reality, they came out with, um they came out with one that was like uh they performed basically their old songs um but with a symphony orchestra in the background uh sounds kind of cool it was pretty cool i went to the show and it was really cool it was like it it was like they had a symphony orchestra in the background and like um they did all their songs with them and then like they wrote one more original song for that and they just came out with an album an album uh I forget what it's called, but it's all, um, it's all re-releases from fan club. Um, like, because if you're part of the fan club, you get, uh, an EP every year of like five or six songs. So it's like another comp, they've come out with like compilation albums to like get, but no new music. Yeah. No, like actual, like actual album for seven years since, um, Anthem and Anthem wasn't that good. So I kind of like have, I, I've lost a little bit of interest in the last couple of years anyway. So are you still a card carrying member of? I am the, till May. You're in. Okay. And then I'll let it expire in May. Oh my God. I can't believe after 20 years you're, but also like, I understand. It seems like they, they've got a lot of shit they got to work out. It, it sounds like they don't have anybody doing PR for them. I don't think they do. Yeah. And I, I have, Zach gave me his drumstick once. Uh, and I have that at my house um, that I think I'm going to sell it. Uh, there's a, um, 
Facebook group called Hanson Yard Sale. I'm going to sell it and get the proceeds to Black Lives Matter because fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I kind of want to do that. Um, yeah. I haven't been able to bring myself. It's still kind of sad. Like, I haven't been able to bring myself to, like, do that yet. Like, I still have, like, I saw them at um, BU once. They did, like, a student concert there. And I got them to sign, like, um, an, an album for me. Uh, and I have that framed that's in my living room still. I haven't been able to like put that away, but there's certain stuff I just have because I've been a fan of them for 25 years. Yeah, but you could still be a fan of their previous work and just not support them any further. Nah. You're just going to like rip it off. <laughs> just rip it off. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, if I, and then this is kind of, this is actually why I didn't, I haven't been listening to their music very often is because they came out with that stupid Christmas album. And now if I put like my Spotify on Hanson and have it do like a mix of Hanson. It shuffles that and shuffles in a bunch of fucking Christmas music in the middle of July. No. Yeah. And I don't want to listen to Christmas music in December. So um, it's, it's that's Christmas. why I honestly haven't been, because li- so unless I come out with a playlist, yeah, um, which I never bothered doing or, um, or like listen to an album, but if I wanted like it to just shuffle, I couldn't do that without the Christmas music. Yeah. yeah, and then they have two Christmas albums, so it's like, and then not only that, they have like Strength Theory just wasn't. It was fine, but I like the regular versions of those songs better than the ones with like, the symphony orchestra. Oh, because that's also mixed in. That's also mixed in. Yeah. So it's like you could potentially hear Umbop four times. Because Umbop is on like four or five different albums that are in on the, Spotify. Yeah. So you can hear Umbop like four times in a row. It's pretty ridiculous. Because mm-hmm. um, they've just kind of like recycled the same shit over and over and over. Yeah. Um, but Janet, I've learned a lot about Hanson tonight. I'm and I glad. What? I said, I'm glad you had. You, you yeah. need to learn a lot. Well, I know, but I also feel like you judged me for my lack of Hanson knowledge. Well, I, I feel like everybody should know something about Hanson. More than Mostly Mbop. just know Mbop and that they're all related. The album underneath is undeniably a great album. Um, Middle of Nowhere is one of the best albums ever written, but underneath is a very, very, very good album. I will have uh, to listen to these albums. Yeah, you know you should. Janet, it's it's been so nice having you on the podcast. Where can um, our listeners find you? Where are you? Find you on Instagram. Um, you can see uh, Little Head, who's right here. Oh yeah, uh, I love Little Head. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Janet.McNamara. Perfect. Yeah. Janet, thank you so much for doing the show. And to all of our listeners, as I say every week, um, you can find us wherever you found us. And if you if you like the show, don't forget to give us five stars. Not one, um, not, one not two, five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and if you send me a message and let me know that you gave us five stars, I will send you personally a holographic sticker for the podcast. Uh, Guys, you've been listening to The Gimme. Um, See you next week. Yay!